Welcome to The Savvy Sauce, where we have practical chats for intentional living. I'm your host, Laura Duggar, and I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is brought to you by Zimmerman Builders. They are located in Roanoke, Illinois, and they serve customers in Woodford, Tazewell, Peoria, and McLean counties. You can find them on the web at ZimmermanBuildersInc.com or on Facebook at ZimmermanBuildersInc. Dr. Tanya Corey is a chiropractor, functional medicine specialist, and brain paint specialist. Overall, she helps people get to the core issues of their health by providing specialized treatment and supplement recommendations. During this conversation, she's going to answer a variety of health questions related to our brain-gut connection, insomnia, and natural ways to boost our immunity. This interview is packed with actionable steps so that we can begin enjoying a healthier and more abundant life today. Here's our chat. Welcome to the Savvy Sauce, Dr. Tanya. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Will you just start by giving us a snapshot of your current phase of life? Absolutely. My current phase of life is busy. I have been married to my husband, Anthony, for almost 11 years. We have three awesome children. Our son, Luke, is nine and in fourth grade. And then I have two girls, Neva and Emily, who are seven and eight. And we are very big into our church and we go to the Catholic school here in town. I have been a chiropractor for almost 11 years, um, but recently branched out on my own because I wanted to start my own practice to work more with pediatrics, with families, pregnancy, do more functional medicine, brain paint, kind of looking at big picture. And my passion is just kids. And I think every child deserves to put on a superhero cape and just soar. And we don't all have that ability from birth, but we are able to maintain that through lifestyle, through chiropractic, through neurofeedback. So that's kind of where I'm at today. I love it. And you are such a wealth of knowledge. So I'm going to go back just a little bit and let's just do a brain 101. So from what you've studied before, how are our brains affected for better or for worse? So our brains are affected in everything we do, in every aspect of life. So the brain is actually developed in utero. So we have to think when a mom is pregnant and they're carrying that child and we talk about being less stressed, being calm, eating correctly, taking the right supplements, we're doing that to start the development of the body, of the brain, of the nervous system. And then every aspect of life can impact our brain from our thoughts, from our actions, from the people we surround us with the toxins that we take in, you know, we can have positive and negative effects from the time we're very little until we're 94. So stress has a bad impact on the brain over long term. It can cause the brain to shrink. And when we talk stress, it's poor nutrition, it's emotional stress, inadequate sleep, you know, being in an unhealthy relationship. On the flip side, we can grow the brain. The brain is an organ. And it has muscle-like structures. It's not a muscle. It is an organ, but you work it like a muscle. So just like your bicep tendon, you want to work on building your biceps, we lift weights. With the brain, we exercise the brain. And I mean, you can do that through thought, through writing, through feedback, through going and exercising. You know, that's when you exercise, that increases your mental clarity, your mental alertness. It helps stay away from mental illness, anxiety, depression, 
Wow, that's fascinating. Even to think like during this COVID season, one thing that I was still able to do is go on daily walks. And I haven't really noticed a change physically, but mentally, like you said, that clarity that comes, that's so interesting to hear that it's all interconnected. Absolutely. Well, I've read some things that you've written before, and I love this one quote that you posted where you said, we spend most of our lives inside our own head, so be sure to make it a nice place to be. And with that quote in mind, how do our thoughts have a profound effect on our entire body, including our energy levels and mood and immunity? That is one of my favorite quotes. I love that you brought that up because it is true. What we think, our thoughts, our feelings, our explanations, our actions, we have a very strong mind-body connection. And your thoughts and emotions will stimulate the production of certain hormones and chemicals that influence your physical and emotional health. And there's studies where people are ill, you know, where let's say there's two people that have cancer. One is very positive, very joyful, surrounds himself with family and positivity and and has a positive outlook. His results with cancer treatment are much better than the one that just gets depressed, sits at home, is sad, doesn't care what he eats, doesn't care who he's around, just thinks, well, this is the end. I can't beat this battle. And then our body will start to believe that. And those are the endorphins that get released, either to boost immunity or we're just going to stay in this sad, depressed state. And you mentioned some of those chemicals or hormones that are released. Can you give a few examples with the names of the So hormones? there's like serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine. And some of these are released when we exercise. Some of them are released with positive thought. Some of them, melatonin is, you know, it derives from these hormones that work during the day and then help us sleep at night. But if we're not, we don't have that right brain production and there's a gut brain axis that works. If that's not working properly, some people can't sleep at night. Oh, interesting. Okay. So are you saying that sometimes our rhythms and even what we put into our body through nutrition during the day, that that affects our nighttime ability to sleep? Absolutely. 100%. So you've given us exercise or nutrition to boost some of these, the amounts of these positive hormones that are being released. And then when we look at the flip side for some of the negative ones, like those stressors where we have too much, maybe cortisol or other ones. Absolutely. How do we produce too many of those? So our bodies are meant, like God made us an amazing feature and we can deal with so much, but for short term, right? So many of us deal with long-term stress and long-term stress is not good for us. It leads to many diseases, diabetes, cancer, strokes, heart attacks. Now, the body produces a hormone called cortisol. It comes from our adrenal glands. Our adrenal glands are little triangular shaped glands that sit above our kidneys, about the size of a grape or the tip of my thumb. And its whole purpose is to regulate about 50 different hormones, but the main hormone it regulates is cortisol. Now, cortisol, its biggest components are body temperature, sleep cycle, body weight, and blood sugar regulation. We should have our highest amount of cortisol in the morning, and then it should depreciate throughout the day. But what happens as we live in these high-stress environments, you know, we've got kids, we've got jobs, we're trying to deal with this world of COVID and trying to decipher what's right, what's wrong, our cortisol levels are always on high alert. And when that happens, we come into something that's called adrenal fatigue. 
So a lot of times we wake up in the morning, we feel like, oh my gosh, have I even slept? And then we drink six cups of coffee to get us going. And then we are on that high and then that starts to wear off and we crash again. And then we have our candy or our sugar or something else to bring up our energy. And then it crashes again because of the impact of the stress on our body. That cortisol becomes like a roller coaster instead of being very high in the morning and depreciating throughout the day. Okay. And so if we're listening and we're identifying ourselves in that story, what are some ways that we can start to get into a healthier balance? So one thing I always, I love for people and I tell people in the first thing in the morning, drink a cup of warm water with lemon. And I prefer a slice of fresh lemon. You could use an essential oil or the lemon juice, but fresh is best. This is just going to help detoxify our body. It's going to help balance out the pH. It's going to give us a clear mind. And then I tell people, while you're doing this, take some time for you in the morning. Whether it's you meditate. What are you grateful for? You know, thank the Lord for gratitude of what we got yesterday. But take some time for you. Or if it's journaling. But the best way is to get yourself in a good mindset in the morning. Nutrition is huge. Nutrition is key. So unfortunately, we all find ourselves going for a bunch of coffee or caffeine. Caffeine is really bad for our adrenal glands. And the more we drink it, the worse our adrenal glands get. So it's eating balanced, healthy meals. So trying to have a protein and a vegetable at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Have small snacks in between to keep your metabolism going. And let those snacks be a protein or a vegetable, something that's hearty, not full of sugar. I kind of go with a no sugar, no grain is a good aspect. A lot of people ask about, you know, nutrition for something with stress or adrenal fatigue or any kind of lifestyle. There's so many things we can do now, right? There's keto, there's paleo, there's let's try this, that, or the other. If you can just cut back on your sugars and grains and make it a lifestyle that you can adapt to, it's more long-term. And you bring up in that this topic about COVID. And so immunity boosting may be even more front and center than normal. Mm -hmm. But even in general, I love this top 10 list that you once posted about boosting immunity. And I just want to ask you a few follow-up questions on some of them. So first, you recommend faith over fear. Do you know of any scientific backings or other ways to illustrate the power in this? (laughs) I don't know if I've ever seen like a specific scientific, I I am very research based. So anything I talk about, I like to have my research, my facts on. I think when we talk faith over fear, it's kind of our choice and our expectations. When you pick faith, we're picking best. And when you pick fear, we're picking worst case scenario. Since we've been very little, we've been given a test. Like from the time you go to kindergarten or you walk into the midst of this pandemic, It is a situation where you can be like, I'm going to have faith. This is going to be great. We're going to walk through this. Or, oh my gosh, I'm going into this new classroom. We're having this pandemic. I'm going to stay home and not do anything and shut down. It is a choice. And I feel like I prepare or I choose to trust the one that made me strong and courageous. I love that. And then we've talked a little bit about sleep, but also within this top 10 list, what actually happens when we do prioritize this well and when we don't. So sleep is a big issue. And I think a lot of people don't realize as adults how important it is. We focus on sleep as kids, right? We have a good regimen. My kids are upstairs at eight o'clock. They're reading until 830, you know, and hopefully their eyes are shut by nine o'clock because we know the importance of 
for their focus, for their mental clarity, for their testing abilities, for their social and emotional well-being. It's no different in adults. Like as an adult to maintain our optimal emotional and social function, to be able to go to a job and do an interview or to have that clarity, we have to sleep. Sleep is our time to give our body that chance to repair and rejuvenate for the next day. And so what a lot of people don't realize when we're short on sleep, what can happen? It increases disease, increases inflammation, increases risk of heart attack and stroke because when you're sleeping, your body's regulating your blood pressure. So there are a lot of factors that go into good sleep. And then why is it so common that a lot of people seem to wake up at 3 a.m. with insomnia? Always that hour. It is always that hour. There's a couple of reasons. I mean, it could be we just wake up at 3 a.m. Most common reason is your blood sugar is crashing. So could be we ate poorly the night before. We drank too much before we went to bed. We had a big fatty meal. This happens a lot with diabetics. You know, their their medication and their insulin isn't regulated right. When your blood sugar starts to crash, your body's innate intelligence wakes you up. So you go get something to eat. And if you don't get out of bed, that cortisol rhythm kicks in, which shouldn't kick in until 6 a.m. to automatically wake you up. But now it's waking you up. Second reason could be liver function. So if you look at Chinese medicine, they have something called the Hori cycle. And between 1 and 3 a.m., it's when your liver detoxifies. But if we are extremely stressed out, we have an unhealthy diet, we have a lot going on, our body isn't able to metabolize and detoxify the way that it's supposed to, and it becomes overloaded, and it wakes you up. Another common place I see this is people that are struggling with anxiety and depression. So if we go to bed at, say, 10 o'clock, you get five hours of really good REM sleep. After that, our sleep gets a little lighter. So all of those things that have been on our mind or bothering us start to wake us up. And then what happens is we mind race. So one of my best tips for that is I tell everyone, put some note cards next to your nightstand. And I learned this from my own experience because I would get up and start doing things. If you write down everything that's on your mind, put it down. It's done. You gave it to God. Go back to sleep. You can deal with it in the morning. I love practical tips. And it sounds like this common thread with each of these is a lot about nutrition. And I know you recommend we eat whole foods. So what are some good meal plans for a full day? So when I say whole foods, I am thinking, you know, we are eating whole foods, meats, proteins, and vegetables. We want to have a protein and vegetable with each meal and some fruit. I always say there's a rule. I always say this to my kids, all of them that I treat, but I kind of have my five, two, one, zero rule. You want five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. For the kids, it's two hours or less of screen time, one hour of physical activity, and no sugary drinks. Unfortunately, in our society, we have these like trends, like let's go gluten-free, let's go keto, let's go paleo, let's do this juice diet for four days. Not that that's a bad thing, but when we look at nutrition, we want to find something that's sustainable. So whole foods, if it comes in a box or it comes in a bag, it's probably not the best choice. How does that cake come to you? in a powdery mix that we have to put in a bunch of ingredients or in a box. And it's okay in moderation at special occasions, but you can't do it every day. Can you even give us specific meal plans for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and drinks for both kids and adults? Absolutely. Breakfast. Most of us skip breakfast and it is really the most important meal of the day. 
you want to have a protein. So eggs, turkey bacon with avocado is a great one. We do like little egg muffins and we have the vegetables already mixed in. You make them a week in advance. The problem we have most that I see with breakfast is you don't want to get into the habit of here, have two waffles, have a bowl of cereal. Most cereals, you will have your entire serving of sugar that you should have for one day in that morning. So bacon, eggs, turkey sausage is another good one. Cut it up with some apples or fruit. Lunch, salads are an easy go-to. Some leafy greens, throw on some chicken, throw on some fish or whatever kind of protein you want. But you have to include protein in there. That's always an easy one. My biggest question is people always say, well, I'm on the run. Like, what do I do on the go? If you're out and you go somewhere, you get a cheeseburger without a bun. Or a lot of fast food restaurants, like Jimmy John's, you order the Unwitch. So there's no bun. It's wrapped in lettuce. So it's just making little changes and more people are aware of those and eat that way than we realize. And so I have a question with that also on the run because you're all about the whole foods. How do you feel about protein bars? So there are some very good protein bars. You just have to be careful. RX bars, Kind bars, Cliff bars, Think Thin bars. Those are all good examples. You want to be careful with the ones that are full of additives, full of sugar, You know, it will say like gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, but in place of that, it's added in a lot of ingredients. So I always say, look at the label. Can you pronounce everything on that label? Because a lot of times you can't. And if you cannot pronounce it, probably not a good option. And then what about for dinner and snacks and drinks? So dinner is a great time to, you know, have a good piece of protein. So chicken, a cheeseburger, a steak. Omegas, so a lot of fish. Fish is really good. A vegetable, a fruit, and a salad. And a lot of times people feel at dinner they're not as satisfied. Like, we need our carbs. You know, I'm so used to having bread with dinner. Sweet potato is a great one. Um, Spaghetti squash, butternut squash. There are so many other options that we don't realize that will work and fulfill you just as much as that bread did. And the longer you stay away from it, your body will stop craving it because essentially it's just sugar. So as soon as it breaks down, your body craves more of it. Snacks, great snacks are some veggies. So veggies and hummus are a good one. Almonds, pumpkin seeds are a go-to. Great source of zinc. Just easy guacamole, little things that you can dip, some fruit. That's super helpful. And now a brief message from our sponsor. Zimmerman Builders, based out of Roanoke, Illinois, has been operating for 26 years. Dennis Zimmerman and his team started with a bedroom remodeling project and have now grown into building custom homes in Woodford, Tazewell, Peoria, and McLean counties. They also specialize in interior room remodeling, such as kitchen and bath, as well as exterior projects, such as decks and outdoor rooms. Dennis actually did our personal kitchen remodel and we could not be happier. Do you have a siding or roof project you'd like a quote on? They'd be happy to accommodate you in whatever home improvement you're thinking about, whether it's window replacements or building your dream home. They also have experience in commercial renovation. By listening to your ideas and expectations, they are dedicated to include their clients in every part of the decision making and provide their customers with top-notch craftsmanship with an eye for detail in the completion of their project. Contact them today through their webpage at ZimmermanBuildersInc.com 
or through their Facebook page under Zimmerman Builders, Inc. That's Z-I-M-M-E-R-M-A-N, Builders, I-N-C, dot com. So give Dennis a call today and let him put Zimmerman Builders' 26 years of experience to work for you. Thanks for your sponsorship. As it relates to detox, what does that actually mean and what can it look like for us? There are many different types of detoxes. Some people do a juice detox. Some people do a colon detox. I like to do detoxes that are two to three weeks long. When we detox, what we're doing is we're looking at the system systemically. So most oftentimes when I do it, I do a liver cleanse or, you know, because we're cleansing the whole body. Um, When you do that, you're just changing your nutrition habits, getting back to eating those whole foods, no sugars, no grains, no dairy. We're cutting out a lot of foods to get you to the basics. Let the body heal from the inside and then you slowly add foods back in along with there's some shakes and supplements that you take with it to do that actual detoxification part. And then we slowly add foods back in to make it a lifestyle. Let's combine four immunity boosters here, including magnesium, vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. Will you elaborate on each of these? Absolutely. So magnesium is one of my favorite supplements that I use. Magnesium is a natural muscle relaxer. And what a lot of us don't realize who are on a lot of prescription drugs, prescription drugs will deplete the body's natural magnesium. So I like magnesium for people that are on prescription drugs. Great for teenage girls who are starting hormonal changes. But magnesium is a great supplement for almost anyone. I probably have most of my kids on it and a lot of my adults. So being a natural muscle relaxer, it helps with anxiety. It helps calm your nerves. It relaxes you. Helps with headaches. Helps with low back pain. Those muscle aches. With magnesium, though, It has to be taken at night if you are taking a supplement because it is a muscle relaxer. So it can make you tired and it can give you loose stools. So that's how you know you're getting too much magnesium. You could have loose stools or diarrhea. Natural ways that we can get magnesium, leafy greens, avocados, nuts and seeds, and dark chocolate. So a lot of us that crave that chocolate, we actually may have a magnesium deficiency. So I always say I like 70% or better dark chocolate but it could be a sign of magnesium deficiency. So mag was number one. I think you said vitamin C next. So vitamin C is an antioxidant. It's going to help boost our immune system. It helps with cardiovascular issues, helps regulate blood pressure, decreases risks of stroke, heart attack. It's very good for your eyes. It helps our body make collagen. One thing that I love it for, and not many people know, if you are taking iron or you are anemic, you must take vitamin C because it helps absorb your iron. Otherwise, your body may not absorb it properly. But great for overall immune function, a very good antioxidant. Can you take too much? If you are taking too much vitamin C, you're also going to get diarrhea is a sign of that. But you can get vitamin C in those citrusy fruits, papaya, cantaloupe. You can also get it in Brussels sprouts and bell peppers are a good place for vitamin C. Vitamin D. This is a big go-to right now, especially for immune health. And vitamin D helps with so much. And most of us think we get plenty of vitamin D from the sun. And we do get a lot of vitamin D from the sun, but it's not as strong as it used to be. And a lot of us are putting barriers on our skin now. So we're using a lot of sunscreen or different things. So we're not getting the vitamin D that we need. So I do recommend a vitamin D supplement for a lot of people. It's going to help boost your immune system. It helps with brain health, neurological function, 
supports the nervous system. It helps regulate insulin levels and it helps a lot with mood and sleep. So a lot of people will also talk about, you know, we come into this sad season or as it gets darker earlier, the seasonal affective disorder, oftentimes that can be helped regulated with vitamin D. How do we know if we're getting too much or is there a typical amount that you would recommend across the board? So the main way you're going to find out if you have too much vitamin D is through a blood test. Most people are low. Our blood test will say they want us to be between 20 and 30. As a functional medicine practitioner, I look at the labels a little differently. It will say between 30 and 100. I like to see you between 50 and 60. A lot of times a label will say you take 2,000 IUs a day which is going to keep you regulatory. There are times where I will prescribe 5,000 or even 10,000 for some people, but oftentimes I'm looking at testing first before we want to jump in and just take this large amount. But you're not going to get like a diarrhea side effect or something where you know you're taking too much. Okay, that's helpful. And then what about zinc as well? So zinc is a new one that a lot of people have been talking about. It's an essential mineral, and it's very good to support the immune system. A lot of us know it for helping our hair, nails, skin, but it is going to help reduce that oxidative stress, and it's going to boost our energy. Typically, it's harder to find in our foods. Um, You can find it in my son's favorite oysters. Um, Also, chicken, cashews. Pumpkin seeds and red meat are good places to find zinc. If you are taking too much zinc and some people have trouble regulating it, you can get a little bit nausea or an upset stomach. Okay, but this is super helpful because some of these foods that you're mentioning, it's like they're working overtime because they're providing multiple benefits to our body. And yet if we do need to get these supplements, are you specific about which ones you recommend? Like if there's something at a big box store... Would you trust it? Not necessarily. So you do have to be very cautious with supplements because they aren't all regulated by the FDA. So getting them from the big box store is not always the best. You want to go to a functional medicine provider or a essential pharmacy that carries specific types of supplements that are regulated better for your body. Okay. That's just something I've always wondered about of who I can trust, but I definitely trust you. And so is this something that you would even offer through your website or something that would be available to all of us? Absolutely. I have supplements in my office. And then on my website, I actually have a link that you can go to order the supplements that you want and they're sent directly to your house. And I only have the companies that I very much trust on there. (laughs) Wonderful. That makes it easy. I will certainly link to that in our show notes and then on our resources tab of our website. As you've mentioned in your story, you're currently a chiropractor in addition to wearing many other hats, both professionally and personally. But I would love to hear, how did your life experiences eventually lead you into this field? I truly believe we all go on a path where God has led us to be. When I went to college, I went to the University of Illinois, and I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. And as I started classes, I started having all of these medical problems, and no one could figure it out. Long story short, I had 11 abdominal surgeries. And in the mix of this, I said, I hate the medical field. I want nothing to do with it. I have a wonderful supportive family and I was being commuted. My dad would commute me to Champaign and back almost every day, an hour and 15 minutes so I could keep going to school. I opted out of the medical field. And at the time I was working for University of Illinois football team and I decided to go into sports management. I graduated. I started working for the Chicago Bears and the PGA, and I was traveling a lot, but my health was getting worse. 
and I had seen every doctor and I ended up seeing a chiropractor who I was like, okay, maybe they can help, who diagnosed, I had a rare autoimmune disease. They diagnosed my disease, sent me to the right doctor. That doctor wanted me to have surgery every six months for the rest of my life, told me I would never have children. And I was like, eh, not quite the right I want to go, but I had a couple surgeries and then I started treating it naturally, holistically with acupuncture, with nutrition, with physical therapy, with chiropractic. And while I still have an autoimmune disease, it's under control. And I have three healthy children. I was getting ready to go to law school and I said, forget it. I don't want to go to law school. That was just my next step in corporate America. I want to be a chiropractor because if I can change one person's life, it's well worth it. So I wanted to get into functional medicine and women's health. And as I started going along that road, when my son was two, he had a severe allergic reaction to a spider bite and kind of caused us to go into some health crises and had a lot of medical issues. And we went the medical route like we were supposed to. And then I opted to start doing some things from functional medicine way. And we grew leaps and bounds. With that, though, he developed a lot of some anxiety, ADHD, his focus and concentration were terrible. I just wasn't comfortable medicating. And with some of his conditions, medication wasn't an option for me. And we got referred out to look into something called brain paint. And as we went to the meeting, it sounded awesome. And I loved it, but it was extremely expensive. It didn't matter. My husband and I had always said, like, we will pay whatever for medical for our children. But I thought, if I could do this for families and make it affordable and change these children's lives, like, who really need the help? Because the kids need the help. And when you can offer it to a family at an affordable price, let's do it. And so now I have this awesome practice and I get to work with kids all day long and help them with brain paint and functional medicine and chiropractic. Well, and if brain paint is a new term to anyone listening, will you explain who this is for and how it can help? So brain paint is a neurobiofeedback. Let's imagine we have a race car. Say you just got this awesome new race car and you're sitting in it and you want to take off, but you don't know how to shift the gears. So that race car isn't going to work at optimal potential. It's no different than with our brain. If something isn't correct or some brain waves are firing too fast or others are firing too slow, how can it work together to give people their optimum potential to just be able to soar and do what they're supposed to do? So with brain paint, we use audio and visual feedback. So through what they see on the screen and what they hear, and we're able to work with those brain waves to balance it out so everything can work in a manner that it's supposed to. And so is this something that's just for children or adults as well? And are there any kind of symptoms that are common that brain paint can get to the root of? It is for both adults and children. I will say brain paint was originally started for adults with PTSD and addiction. And it's so cool. The guy who started it started working in low poverty schools out in California and saw the results with children and so started offering it more to children. So I went through special training to work more with kids. But it is open for anyone. Anxiety, depression, PTSD, ADHD, autism, nightmares, trauma. I work with a large group of foster care and adopted kids who have been through a lot of trauma. And it's just so amazing to see the benefits. Well, for anyone listening, how can they begin to identify if this is a therapy that they may want to seek out for themselves or their own children? There is a lot of information on my website. 
Also, I do consultations. I offer consultations for free for families to come in and see, would this work for you or would this work for your children? I say a lot, you know, if your kids are on medication and you want them off their medications or if adults are on medications, anxiety has went up tremendously with COVID and what we're experiencing right now and kids not wanting to walk into a school or they're afraid to leave their parents. That's a big thing we're dealing with right now. But if you go to my website or feel free to contact me, I would be more than happy to talk to you and walk you through it and see if it is a right fit for you. And then if somebody actually does get started with brain paint, what does this therapy typically look like? And what's a typical cost that they could expect? So with brain paint, I say you should see results within about five to eight treatments, but it takes about 20 to 30 to make it hold long-term. So while you might be bringing your child now who is five or six, when I'm working with them, I'm not only working with them now, but I want to make sure when they're in college, they can walk into that classroom with confidence or they can walk into a job interview. So when we get started, it's usually a couple months. I try to do three times a week. Sometimes I will do two times a week. Insurance typically will not cover this in my office. So I put together a package. It's $500 for the month and we try to get in as many sessions as possible. Some of you have asked how to find specific books or resources we've mentioned in one of our previous episodes. That's why I'm excited to let you know about our resources tab. When you visit thesavvysauce.com, you can click on our tab called resources. There you will find all of the resources mentioned from every episode. And when you purchase a resource from that list, you're actually supporting our work at The Savvy Sauce. We also spend a lot of time preparing show notes for every individual episode so you can access websites, scripture, and the recommended resources when you click on any episode after you visit thesavvysauce.com. We hope you take advantage of these features so you can apply all that you've learned. What are some before and after stories of clients who have experienced healing through this process? I have so many, and it's so awesome. One of my favorites is a mom of a four-year-old texted me and said, My son just said, I love you, mommy. Like I could cry talking about it because I work with children who haven't been speaking and they're talking or a family that couldn't go on vacation because their child was just so out of control, angry at the world, hypersensitive, always screaming, and they're able to sit down and have dinner together. To offer families those hopes, it's amazing. Or to see, I have another little boy who yells all the time. His siblings didn't want to be with him. He doesn't scream out anymore. We were able to calm down his nerves and he works fine. Um, The kids that don't want to go to school, who are afraid to walk into the school building. I have three who, even after COVID, have went to school just fine. They didn't freak out. They weren't clinging to their parents. And children that have gotten off ADD medicine and ADHD. I will not personally take a child off that. But to watch a child come in here and they sit in the corner and they just rock back and forth because of what the medication has done for them. But I understand there's no other options if they want to succeed in school. But when we're able to work with them and their doctor and help their brain work the way it's supposed to and get them off those medications, there's nothing better. I can see where that would be (laughs) extremely rewarding in your work. And then once somebody is in for treatment, do you typically recommend homework for your clients outside of the office? 
I don't specifically recommend homework for like brain therapy. Some of my children, I will do chiropractic and functional medicine. Some we're working on, I'm like, just pay attention to these triggers. Or a lot of times things will happen as they're doing brain paint that, you know, we stop sleepwalking, we stop wetting the bed. All of these other things can happen. And so as a parent, as you're going through this, we're so stuck in that moment that a lot of times we don't see those little changes but we look for the big things. And so those are some things that I'll ask parents to look for. And from your study of the brain and mental health in general, what are some proactive ways you recommend that we stay sharp and fit, whether that's spiritually, relationally, emotionally, cognitively, or physically? I think all of those are important because each of them help with our mental capacity in different ways. You know, if we're out getting exercise, that's releasing endorphins. Emotionally, we have to be kind to ourselves. We have to be in a good positive state because if we're happy and we're joyful, we're going to let off better chemicals. If we're sad and depressed, we sit at home. We don't do much. We stay on the couch. We don't get out. Relationships, laugh with people, have fun. You know, having those relationships, it holds you accountable. It gives you a sense of purpose. I have to go with this person. I'm going to be there for them when they're having a rough day and they're going to be there for me and we're going to carry each other. You have to talk about gratitude. We have to be thankful for things. We have to be positive. And the biggest thing I think is positive thinking and talking to ourselves in a nice way. Okay. So when you're talking about relationships, I'm thinking of laughter as well. I wonder what laughter does for our brain and for our well-being. a, A ton. Laughter is amazing for us. Do you know, after we laugh, our body relaxes for at least 45 minutes There is studies shown on that. It decreases pain. It gets rid of our stress hormones. It boosts our immunity. It triggers the release of endorphins. We live longer. It helps with anger. It brings down anger. It protects our heart. Like when we're laughing, blood flow is going. It helps with anxiety. It helps with mood. Laughter is great for everybody. Studies show on average adults smile like four times a day. But think about that. Think of, we need to go back to our childhood where we can just laugh and have fun. We get so wrapped up in life and the stress that let's just have some fun. I love hearing that. Anything that points back to relationships. I love hearing that scientific piece of what's behind it as well, because I think we were created and intended to be in relationships with others. Are there any other practical tips that you can share for us to get started on a healthier path? It's just making healthy choices. So trying not to get caught up in the trends. And as parents and adults, start the guidelines for your kids at a young age. Having good meals, sitting down at the table together, making sure we're all exercising. I mean, I'm doing this workout with my friends right now and my kids are joining me because, you know, during COVID, we would like video call in to do your workout. So my kids are joining me. They're excited. They want to run a 5K. We were doing couch to 5K. There's apps you can do. And, you know, my daughter's like, she's telling us to walk. But get your kids involved. Make life happy. Make it positive. And positive affirmations are huge. On the way to school, we say, I am brave. I am beautiful. I am smart. I am strong. I'm starting my kids out in a good mindset. And adults, we need to do the same. Talk nicely to yourself. Stop and pray or meditate or do what you have to do to get in that good mindset Drink your water with lemon, eat healthy foods, get out and walk. Even if you can't exercise, go walk for 20 minutes a day and it's going to brighten your mood. 
Dr. Tanya, it just feels like we still have so much that we could learn from you. So where can listeners follow up online and find out more about you and your practice? So I have both a website and a Facebook page, Healthy Spines, Healthy Minds. And you can find all the information about what we do. And if you have any questions or feedback or you want to learn more about something, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can call me, you can email me, and all of that information is on my website. Wonderful. Well, you may know that we're called the Savvy Sauce because savvy is synonymous with practical knowledge or insight. And so as my final question for you today, what is your Savvy Sauce? Be kind. In a world where you can be anything, be kind. And that is something that I preach with all of my kids, with all of my patients. When you walk out my office door, there's a sign that says, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. I love that. Dr. Tanya, I'm just blown away at your vast amount of knowledge. You are an incredible asset for our community. And I'm so grateful that you shared this knowledge with all of us today. So thank you for being my guest. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. One more thing before you go. Have you heard the term gospel before? It simply means good news, and I want to share the best news with you. But it starts with the bad news. Every single one of us were born sinners, and God is perfect and holy, so he cannot be in the presence of sin. Therefore, we're separated from him. This means there's absolutely no chance we can make it to heaven on our own. So for you and for me, it means we deserve death and we can never pay back the sacrifice we owe to be saved. We need a savior. But God loved us so much, he made a way for his only son to willingly die in our place as the perfect substitute. This gives us hope of life forever in right relationship with him. That is good news. Jesus lived the perfect life we could never live and died in our place for our sin. This was God's plan to make a way to reconcile with us so that God can look at us and see Jesus. We can be covered and justified through the work Jesus finished if we choose to receive what he has done for us. Romans 10:9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So would you pray with me now? Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to take our place. I pray someone today, right now, is touched and chooses to turn their life over to you. Will you clearly guide them and help them take their next step in faith to declare you as Lord of their life? We trust you to work and change the lives now for eternity. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are declaring him for me, so me for him. You get the opportunity to live your life for him. At this podcast, we are called Savvy for a reason. We want to give you practical tools to implement the knowledge you have learned. So you're ready to get started? First, tell someone. Say it out loud. Get a Bible. The first day I made this decision, my parents took me to Barnes & Noble to get the Quest NIV Bible, and I love it. Start by reading the book of John. Get connected locally, which basically means just tell someone who is part of the church in your community that you made a decision to follow Christ. I'm assuming they will be thrilled to talk with you about further steps, such as going to church and getting connected to other believers to encourage you. We want to celebrate with you too, so feel free to leave a comment for us if you made a decision for Christ. 
We also have show notes included where you can read scripture that describes this process. Finally, be encouraged. Luke 15.10 says, In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The heavens are praising with you for your decision today. If you've already received this good news, I pray that you have someone else to share it with today. You are loved, and I look forward to meeting you here next time.